This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is bonus episode 148. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. On bonus episode 148 we are looking at a brand new horror title released on Netflix. Now this one came to the UK I believe as part of Fright Fest in London last year and I had thought Shudder was picking it up but turns out I was wrong and a mere Six months later, it is on Netflix. I think it dropped this week as well. My buddy Scott McKenzie, the big sexy Scott from Scotland, Liam vs. Evil, had posted um, in our little private chat thing that it had arrived on Netflix. He'd been notified that it had arrived. And Netflix had told him, listen, Scott, you want to watch this movie. Uh, so he highlighted it to me, and I was like, you know what? I had a screener for a movie I was going to talk this week, but I waited so long that the screener actually ran out, so um, that's what happens. I get emails all the time. I'm terrible at getting back to emails that come in, and I get screener links sent to me, and I've got so much stuff to do for this show that I forget to watch said movies, and as a result of that, sometimes them screener links run out, and when they do, I'm like, oh, fuck. That's literally what I do. I hit the button, and when it does, you know, pops up, and it says, expired, I audibly say, oh, fuck. True story, true story. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we're going to do await further instructions. Like I say, it's just arrived on Netflix in the UK. Don't know where it's arrived in America. So this might be a UK only. If it is, then peeps in the UK. Yay! But I think it is in the States. The reason I say that is our buddy Bo Ransdell um, had mentioned this movie a couple of weeks ago to me uh, when we were doing Duncan and Bo um, True Detective Season 3 shows. He'd, I mentioned that he'd watched this movie and I think he was not much of a fan of it and that inspired me to want to at least check it out because I like a bit of sci-fi, I like a bit of horror, I like a bit of indie. When you throw in independent sci-fi horror there's a very good chance I'm going to enjoy it. Um, names like Joe Begos are you know, synonymous with phenomenal content. Graham Skipper put out a movie that I really enjoyed last year, which was also in that kind of weird sci-fi horror vein. So I'm down. I'm <laughs> DT sci-fi, you know what I mean? Down to sci-fi. Um, so I was looking forward to it, and that's what we're going to discuss. We're going to do it in a kind of just general spoilery sort of review this time, so no non-spoiler review. Because it's available in both the States and the UK, I'm just going to assume that you will show better judgement, ladies and gents, and you will hit pause if you've not watched it, go away and watch it and come back. Uh, so yeah, there's not going to be a clean break or time coding or anything, we're just doing a flat out review. So stay with me, stay with me. If you watched it, leave me, leave me be, uh, and then come back if you haven't watched it, watch the movie and then come back and see what we make of it. So yeah, this is episode number four of a five-episode week for podcasts under the stairs. Fucking turkey slapping. If you don't know what that is, check it out. Turkey slapping the face of March 
hard with the erect shaft of my penis right across the side of the face, leaving a bruise and imprint, a big veiny imprint. Um, if that hasn't put you off your breakfast, lunch or dinner, I don't know what will. But that's what we're doing. We're, we're, swinging, we're swinging our big horror schlong right in the face of, of listeners this month by giving you a, a quite intensive march. I've decided that we're going to do a lot. I've got some grand ideas, which means that half of them will happen and half of them will get delayed somewhere down the line. But yeah, we're going to be doing a ton of stuff, and this is episode number four. We kicked it off at the beginning of the week with a review of Glasgow Fright Fest. We jumped in to take a quick look at um, Hole in the Ground, uh, the new A24 movie on Wednesday. We announced Late Mungo as our title for um, Movie Club on Thursday. And now we're swinging into this review here. Tomorrow we'll return with the, the 88 Films Italian Collection series. So you've got that also coming up, ladies and gents. So yeah, loads of shit coming your way. Content for months, peeps, for months. So we're going to take a very short break just now. You're going to hear promos for shows that I love. You're going to hear a little bit of music. And when we return after the trailer for a week further instructions, we will discuss that movie and a whole hell of a lot more coming right up right after this. This is a test of the emergency podcasting system. Listen to the Psychosemantic Podcast. Politics, movies, and political movies. Find us on Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher, legionpodcasts.com, the Psychosemantic Podcast.
Can we not do this? I want to meet them. Come on. Nick, it's so good to see you. Full house this year. Well, maybe this year we can have a proper family Christmas like we used to. This country used to be great till all them Johnny Ahmeds and Bobby Bongo Bongo started coming in. Mr. Milgram, that's not fair. You come in here with your two hey, old and your Don't shout at my girlfriend. Here's what we do. We'll get up really early before they do, and we'll just go home. Someone's locked us in. What do you want to know? They're all the same. Who would lock us in? Hello! Could it be a reality show? Some sort of awful game? Welcome back. So you just heard the trailer for our feature movie review. This is Await Further Instructions, available on Netflix as of this week, ladies and gents. And as well as that, it's somewhere in the States. I know it's in the States because both seen it. So both seen it, it's available somewhere. So go and check it out. Uh, please check it out before you hear my review, because uh, obviously I am just going straight into spoiler territory right from the off here. And um, yeah, I don't want to spoil it if you really fancy watching it. So I'm going to assume that if you are listening to me talk just now, you have either heeded my warning, you've seen the movie, or you went away and watched the movie, or you just have no intention of doing it, and you're lazy. Because sometimes people are lazy. I'm like that. I listen to things all the time, and I'm like, why did I listen to that? I have now spoiled that for me. Um, Await Further Instructions was originally released in 2018, like I say. I think it played Fright Fest in August. Uh, in London, in the UK, and it's taken a bit of time, but it's finally made a streaming platform where it's available for us plebs that didn't go. Uh, the director is Johnny Kevorkian, and it's written by Gavin Williams. The movie stars Sam Gittins, Nirjan Niak, uh, Abigail Cruthden, uh, David Bradley, Grant Masters, Holly Weston, and Chris Sadler. Um, the synopsis for this movie is a family's Christmas takes a strange turn when they awake to find themselves trapped inside and begin receiving mysterious instructions through the television. So yeah, this one actually appeared in a few lists at the end of last year and I was quite interested. The fact that I come off watching Sequence Break, uh, Sequence Break as well, the Graham Skipper movie, and I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. I thought it was really, 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 really good. I thought Graham Skipper had come into his own, and with the lack of a Joe Begos movie last year, he filled that void quite comfortably for me, uh, in a way where I, I, it was slightly less nihilistic than uh, Begos usually does, but it was, it was kind of warm and fuzzy and nice, and I liked it. Um, and I do like sci-fi horror, I've, I've always had a soft spot. I like sci-fi horror that pushes the boundaries as well. I don't like just your standard fare. Um, 
and we get a lot of them, you know, movies that are just set in space and it's a similar sort of idea, perpetuated over and over again, are not really my bag. I like the ones that, because we've already had that, Alien, you know, Alien and Event Horizon tapped that vein dry in my opinion. It's very rare we're going to get another one of those anytime soon that are going to live up to that, that kind of level of, of suspense and terror. So from my perspective, you really need to kind of kind of broaden it out. And that's where Black Mirror has become, I think, so important, so popular. And that has grounded it in the, in the realm of realism or in a, a realm of realism which is not that far away. We don't have many steps to be in a dystopian world that they portray it to be. In fact, a lot of those steps are already here. All they need is just tweaked, um, which is scary in itself. But I, I did, you know, I, I, I do think that they're doing it quite well as well. So, I mean, when it comes to that sort of level of sci-fi, I'm, I'm in for that. I, I like that sort of stuff. So I was interested to see where this one went. I knew kind of scant details about it. Um, and I watched it last night for the show. And if I'm honest, I feel this one kind of misses the mark on quite a few extents. Now, I, I am fully aware, and I'm probably going to get feedback for this, I'm fully aware that I didn't have the biggest budget to work with in this movie. And it's an indie horror movie, so I shouldn't necessarily hold it to the same regards as a Black Mirror. Um, but that, to me, this kind of felt like a very low-tier Black Mirror episode that just extended out to a movie. Um, and we'll get into some of the reasons why I, I kind of just didn't like certain aspects, particularly the characters um, in this movie, which I think you really need to be able to hang your hat on. I think they were extreme versions of of people that we know if you live in the UK, particularly because this is a UK-based horror movie. Um, there's, there's a whole lot of um, metaphor and there's a whole lot of social commentary in here, which I think is put in with a sledgehammer to put this little drawing pin in the wall. That's literally, I, I feel they, they really kind of took a giant mallet to try and hammer in a tiny nail on some of these points. Anyway, the story is that this kind of prodigal son returns home with his, uh, I'm going to say Indian, but that's maybe showing my naivety. Um... A Indian or Pakistani girlfriend who uh, is from those origins but grew up in the UK. Uh, she's a medical professional um, and she, she returns to the, the home and we already find that the son's not been home for a couple of years and it might be the girlfriend's fault and it might be because the son himself knows that his family has uh, some issues with race um, which I mean, we'll come back to it in a couple of minutes. Uh, but yeah, so he returns in there. It's a kind of lacklustre, lukewarm welcome back to the household. Uh, we have the kind of family dynamic of the granddad who is, you know, has never really been able to give up his time in the war. So he's a prick with a stick up his ass. Holy causes son squelcher which you'll find out why later on, because I was like, oh, see if we find out, we find out that there's been molestation in this house. I don't know if I'm going to be handle this, but no, no, that's not what I meant. Uh, the, the father of the household um, is an office manager somewhere, civil servant probably, and he is kind of the, the, he has tried to bring his father's discipline, warlike discipline to the household, but is undermined by his, his own dad, the grandfather. The mother, who's kind of timid uh, in this household, she's kind of subservient to the dad, 
and yeah, the, the family dynamics all off. Then we have the the return of his sister, who's heavily pregnant, where and her boyfriend. So we've got a full house for Christmas. The sister has um, a very ignorant approach to race and immigration and stuff. So you can clearly tell this movie is kind of post the Brexit vote because um, there's a couple of things in here which heavily hint towards that. But when I say heavily hint, I mean really heavily hint, as in weighty hints. Um, not subtle as this movie. So, they are alive, uh, arriving there. Uh, there's a bit of backwards and forwards. The family get into a race discussion, which obviously upsets. And at that point, our, um, our, our main hero, quote-unquote hero, uh, goes upstairs with his girlfriend. They decide they're going to leave early in the morning. They get up and get ready to leave early in the morning. But... Uh, what happens is you get the doors are all kind of barred up with iron like this metal surface and not only that not only that ladies and gents um, every window and surface has this with a little hole in the corner uh, and the TV is giving them instructions await further instructions um, we kind of follow on I'm going to skip through a lot of this because it's basically basically the breakdown of the family people kind of falling into their worst sides of but the the kind of forward thinking guy who has the indian girlfriend is our hero here because he embodies all the things that a, a good person should be he's you know he's open-minded he's caring and all the rest which I, I get i just think that it could have been handled better in the movie um but the instructions first start off seemingly non-plus you know stay stay in the room do what you're told get rid of the food the food's contaminated and it's like each instruction is deliberately seeing how far they can push things um in a way which a it's like it's it's like testing their resolve to follow instructions through the tv so there's a bit of that as well in this movie that you know tv is your god and it definitely hits that mark right at the very end where I'm like, oh for fuck's sake, you know, like full on, no, no, no even, no, no even uh, the, the the option of being slightly subtle. This movie goes kind of full sci-fi at the end, and you never really want to go full sci-fi at the end. Um, so yeah, so it's like uh, here, here are here are um, some antidotes injected into your body. They pass them the 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 chimney. And the older the grandfather dies, and then the TV says one of them's infected. Of course, the group quickly turns on um, the woman from a different ethnicity. When I say the group, I mean everyone except her boyfriend. And then they lock her away, and then things keep spiraling out. With the son is instantly skeptical of everything uh, because he's probably been out in the world, you know, and seen stuff. Um, and you know uh, the the father has kind of recruited his future son-in-law as this you will do what i tell you make your move when you have to he fucking foolishly sticks his hand out the the slot at the front door and gets his fingers chopped off so at that point i'd be like that you know what that doesn't seem like a sort of thing the government would do i would suspect something more sinister but the rest of the family don't appear to at all and he forgets about it pretty quick after an altercation and a fight, the sister who is pregnant gets knocked off the top of the landing. She lands on her back. Her shin bone comes out through her leg. And 
There's no concept of time in this movie, which was frustrating from my perspective, because there's conversations, like, literally in the next scene about the, the sister's bone sticking out her leg and her getting sepsis, which I know for a fact takes a lot longer to fucking set in. Um, so how long are they in this house not eating? You know, it's like, I, I don't know, it just seemed, everything seemed to be escalating really, really, really quick and really, really fast. It's an hour and a half as a film. Um, eventually, the son manages to break away, gets into the toilet, bashes a hole in the wall and sticks his phone through it and films what looks like uh, synthetic snakes around the house or inside the, the, the walls. Um, uh, an alarm goes off to say that the you know that the son's trying to breach the contamination zone, uh, and the father ties him to a chair and then starts like systematically uh, torturing him. Which I think, even for this character, even from a character who has come from the sort of abuse that he has, we find that that Squelcher was the name that his dad uh, gave to him because he one time pissed himself. Um, so the grandfather in this household always called him Squelcher as a way of uh, demeaning him. Which maybe, I know there are some pretty fucking horrible parents out there and it's a pretty traumatic story. Do I think, you know, 40 years on it makes him torture his son with a knife? No. I think that's like maybe one step too far. I don't know if I can get behind that. It seemed like a radical jump, in my opinion. Uh, I, I thought we, we, we really have pushed the boat out here, haven't we guys? Um, Ultimately, it leads up to the the pregnant sister dying, the family attacking each other, um, and then the TV being used as a weapon. Uh, right. Uh, and then the wires of the TV. Like The TV then tells them basically it's their god, and the, the dad obviously believes this. And then, and what can only be described as Superman 3 levels of... Not sure that's how circuitry works. Um, the circuitry then comes out the TV, starts controlling the dead bodies, um, and we we kind of span away and see that this is an epidemic taking over. We'll, we will assume the whole of the world. This idea that the TV is controlling you, religion is your master, um, just like uh, about 40 messages at the end of this movie, which is the frustrating part from my point of view. It's pick one narrative and stick with it, please, but the movie almost cluster bombs the end with, you know, it's about religion controlling you, it's about the TV controlling you, it's about people blindly accepting rules, it's about... Um, people that are ignorant, that don't understand, it's how easily you can be manipulated, it's, you know, it's like 40 things at the end of this movie instead of focusing on one specific thing, and ultimately none of that matters because what is controlling at the end is what we would assume is technology, um, or an alien race, so all these things about how people believe things are, how they are... Uh, controlled by media or controlled by the power of TV or their narrow views or their lack of education um, are ultimately blown away by the fact that at the end it's an alien it's an alien power or a foreign power of some description controlling you and I, I just thought it was stick to one ending like stick to one narrative the characterizations are incredibly frustrating. Now, I know that there are shades of these people that exist because some of them are in my family um, I just don't see them interacting this way, I've never seen them interact this way and it seemed that things escalated pretty fucking quick 
Um, once again, no concept of time. So I just don't think the modern family breaks down as quick as that. Now, you could argue that post-Brexit, families have done that pretty much and done it very, very quick. And, I, you know, I wouldn't disagree with you there. Um, I have family members that voted differently than I did in Brexit. Um, we just don't talk about it. <laughs> because why why do that? Why pick at wounds? Um, so I, I don't understand. There's there's huge levels of of that. Plus, I think the son would never have brought his his you know Indian slash Pakistani girlfriend round there had he known straight away that his granddad was as racist as he was. And it looks like he probably did know that. I think he would have said it to his girlfriend. And even though she's the one that is saying, "Let's go and visit," she seemed to be very. I would say rightly offended very quickly in the movie so if that was the case and she had been warned about it I don't see her being there so small characterizations that way became quite frustrating just the general ignorance of the characters in the movie which I know is deliberate just really infuriated me and I found it very difficult to watch and I realised that I didn't actually really like any character in the movie either even the son who's trying to help and trying to do all these things became a, a bit of an unlikable character in the movie and I just couldn't hang my hat on anything. I will say that the effects in the movie are great uh, for, for the budget they had, the effects are pretty fucking stellar. I'll also go as far as to say that not only that, I thought the way it was shot and the, the score were really, really, really good and for the most part, I liked what we got here. My general concern, my overall issue with it is that it feels like lower tier Black Mirror. I think a Black Mirror episode would do this a hundred times better and probably has if it hasn't. Um, and what we were left with was stuff that could have been handled a whole lot better. A story which felt focused at the start but incredibly muddled at the end. Um, ideas, kind of loftier ideas on social commentary which aren't really well constructed so fall flat. And this, this kind of end of the movie, which I'm fine with you going robots are controlling people. I'm cool with that. That's a step that I will take in a movie. But when that belies um, all these all these serious issues that we are trying to put out, um, then what you have is you have you have a lot of a lot of the movie trying to tell you kinda in the background and loudly that this is what we're trying to discuss, and then you undermine that point by making aliens at the end. So yeah, um, I thought that was kind of off-putting, if I'm honest. In terms of grades, it's a 2.5 out of 5. I didn't... <laughs> I didn't dislike the movie. Um, I didn't like it either, so it's somewhere between didn't like and like. Um, I'm sure there probably is a, a mark out there. I know our good buddy Rob Mullen was saying to me on, on Facebook last night that this made his top 10 for 2018, and that's awesome. I'm always saying that I, I think there's a movie out there for everyone, um, and if this gets you and it relates to you and you enjoy what you see, that's fucking awesome, and I'm happy for that. To me, it felt just a bit messy, and the further we got down the rabbit hole in the movie, the more issues I seem to have with it. I preferred the first 40 minutes to the last 40 if that makes sense. I just felt it, it ramped up the crazy in a way that I could go with if it was written better. And I just felt it was lacking that overall. I think there's a really interesting movie or story to be told out of the back of this one. Um, but I, I just, I, this one to me just didn't cohesively grab me the way I hoped it would. Uh, uh, the trailer for it's pretty bitching. The synopsis is pretty bitching, like I say. A lot of what it's trying to do is great. Um, but 
overall the movie just fell apart for me. Uh, so there we go, 2.5 out of 5. I'm about to take my final break, ladies and gents. When I come back, I'm closing out the show. I'm doing it right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been bonus episode 148 with a review of Await Further Instructions. There we go. Maybe not the movie I was hoping it was. Glad I watched it though. Um, always keen to check out things that play at London Fright Fest just because the guys that select those movies tend to have their finger on the pulse of some really cool shit highlighting it and like I say some of the listeners really dug this movie interested to see what you made of it though so you can come across to the group page facebook.com forward slash group forward slash cast and let me know do you agree or do you disagree with my review and why there's a multitude of ways to check out podcasts under the stairs as always I say check us out on Apple Podcasts subscribe to the feed leave us a rating and a review it's the best way to support us on that platform don't stop there though ladies and gents you can also check us out at Stitcher Smart Radio SoundCloud Google Play TuneIn and Spotify you can go to our website it's tputzcast.com if you want to buy some merch posters or enamel pins and support the show by throwing us some mummy money mummy throw us some mummy back give us all your money uh, what, what did I say? I'm being controlled by robots. Uh, yeah, if you want to support the show by buying some cool merch uh, and that money coming back to support what we do under the stairs, then you can do that by going to tputzcast.bigcartel.com. You can also visit our Facebook pages. We have a group page that I mentioned earlier on. Interact with other listeners, talk about what you're watching, what you're up to, um, and just, just generally be a goof over there. That's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tputzcast. If you only want to know when the shows are dropping, occasionally check out a live stream on our Thursday Thursday, then that's the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash tputzcast. You can interact with myself and the bars on the twin prongs of social media sexiness, Instagram and Twitter, both can be followed at tputzcast. There we go, ladies and gents, that's us done. Another one in the can. The podcast on the stairs will return tomorrow with our 88 Films Italian Collection series. On Monday, we will be doing the next review in the Choose Your Own Horror Podcast Adventure. We're going to be looking at Suicide Club and then a whole plethora of content coming your way next week. But until then, wherever you are, what the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from Under the Stairs and I am signing off.
TV. <laughs>